when the Cowboys uh, have zero penalties called against them Sunday afternoon and the Giants have 15, and then all of a sudden every call goes against Washington on Sunday night, you know why. Because the money comes in for the Cowboys. And welcome back. Uh, hope everyone had a great uh, holidays because I got canceled last week by the sleeping guy for saying Merry Christmas. Um, we're back and the boys are coming in. We had a little time dispute again, and that's my own fault. I, uh, I keep to see moving time zones is tough. And anyone that's done it will tell you that. Um, so I had a little mix up on the time zones this morning, but the boys are forgiving me and uh, they're here in the basement as per usual. How are you boys doing? How was your How was your Christmas? Hey, thanks, Beast. Uh, Christmas was great. I spent it with the beauty man, the beauty man's wife, and the beauty man's dogs. We had a very relaxing Christmas. We watched a ton of movies. We gambled on a lot of sports. And uh, we also didn't do any traveling like you've been doing during a pandemic. So we were on time for the podcast this morning. Beauty man, how you doing? Good. On top of the time zones. Coming to you guys live this morning from the cave where we are currently tuned into the Lockheed Martin Armed Forces Bowls. Mississippi State's closing out the first half against Tulsa. Looks to be an exciting matchup in the wet, windy southern Texas. And first half under should be good. So. Should be good. <laughs> Lock, Lock, Lockheed Martin, big importer and exporter. I would like to point out that uh, my travel is legal because I'm a student uh, before I get canceled by the masses um, for the sleeping guy trying to get me get me arrested out here. So. Well, between you and the Minister of Finance just <laughs> traveling all around the, the continent, yeah. giving two shits about the pandemic and like I canceled Christmas with my family this year yeah. in the betterment and safety of others. Meanwhile, you're just going back and forth, East Coast, West Coast, who cares, say beast. Yeah, for the listeners out there, uh, get in the comments if you think Corona Kellen is disregarding public health orders. That would be excellent if you could if you could let us know how you feel about that. No, we checked. It was legal, it was legal travel. So uh, come at me all you want. Um, but uh, but anyways, we'll get to get to sports and let's just Sports are dumb again. I don't even, like I'm, I'm not looking forward to this podcast again because it was a, another tough weekend for the Rams. So we'll get right into it. Sleeping guy, congratulations on the division title. Get two minutes for a division title celebration soliloquy. And I, well, will, be putting in my, I will be putting in my earplugs right about now. <laughs> All right. Well, earplug up, Beast, because I'd, first and foremost, I'd like to thank the Academy because we couldn't have done it without all of you doubting the Seahawks this year, all right? We were counted out because we had the Rams, the Niners, and the up-and-coming Cardinals in our division, and yet somehow old man Pete and Russell Wilson are at the top of the division again in 2020. Beast, I remember distinctly three to four years ago when we lost the division, we were in Nina's living room watching the game on the big screen, and I believe I took a nap for the second half because I had nightmares of Todd Gurley running into my face as he, as they beat the Seahawks 4-17. But we're back. Jared Goff was out and about and up to his terrible decision-making on Sunday. Uh, Beast, that pick to Quandry Diggs, I believe, turned the tide in that whole football game, allowed us to get momentum going. 
And then in the second half, my Seahawks just dropped the hammer. What an absolute defensive performance it was by my boys, shutting your offense down. And Russell Wilson made plays when we had to do it down the field to David Moore. You saw how much it meant to him when he ran it in. And then Jacob Hollister, ladies and gentlemen, may I remind you, was stopped on the inch line against the Niners last year in week 17, costing us the division title and maybe maybe a run at the Super Bowl, maybe a Super Bowl title. Who knows? But he got in. Here, hey? He got in this year. And we're division cha- division champions. We're hanging a banner in the basement right now in the cave, me and the beauty man. It will be live on Instagram after the show for anyone who wants to watch it. Beast, what did you think about the game? Well, another uh, another abysmal performance from the Rams offense. The defense was uh, the defense was right. They were ready to play and they kept us in the game like they usually do. But again, terrible decision making from Goff cost us that game. And I know in the second half, like props to him, he popped his thumb back in, kept playing. But if this offense can't score more than ten points a game and move the ball consistently and finish, then they're, they're done. And who knows, maybe boys, it's, it's John Wolford t- season this uh, upcoming week. Cause Jared Goff is out. If he puts on a good performance, is there a quarterback controversy in LA? I, I wouldn't hate it. I don't know what you guys are thinking, but maybe this is just reaction. I know Jared Goff has done it for us in the past. I still have faith in him, but right this last few games, he just, he just his decision making has been terrible. So I I don't know the Rams the Rams are not what you want from a playoff team heading into the playoffs right now. No, I totally agree with you there, Beast. And I mean I think decision making is one thing that just doesn't improve over someone's career. I mean we've been friends with the Beauty Man for a decade and we've seen how that's gone. So I think honestly this might be the end of Jared Goff in Los Angeles or at least the start of the downfall. I think you guys should consider maybe moving all of your pieces on defense for some high draft picks. <laughs> I was telling the sleeping guy the other day, it's hilarious for me to think of each week, the team executive that has to write all those zeros on the check as he pays off. You know, like after the Dolphins game, I can just picture himself cursing as he's writing this goddamn son of a bitch. So there's another $2 million. Good job by you, Jared. I don't know, man. Wolford this week, does it make a difference? Maybe I hope the Cardinals win because they're probably more exciting in the playoffs. I don't know what to think of this Rams team. We were all, they were Super Bowl contenders. They beat the Bucs. They were going to go into Green Bay and go to the Super Bowl again. And now I don't even know if they're playoff worthy. Are it's they even going to make the playoffs? That's the real question. Yeah, well, if they do, and Wolford comes out and runs all over the barn, is is he the starter? I can't see you paying one guy 35 a year and starting some. Well, and that's that's the thing. I don't know how they move on from this Jared Goff contract. Like, who's going to take that contract right now? Maybe maybe Adam Gase and the Jets, even though Adam Gase sounds like he's getting fired. Um, but no, sounds I don't like know. It. Like, may, the, John Wolford, he's, he's mobile. So maybe it'll completely change up the way teams have to defend the, the Rams and maybe he can catch lightning in a bottle and lead him to a, you know, kind of Kurt Warner-esque injured quarterback. No, Ryan. that's, that's not happening. Don't get carried away. Okay. <laughs> okay I, I still think that if you guys can get it figured out, that defense is just going to give you a chance. Yeah. Make it into the and they will in every game. So, but I mean, again, we'll, we'll see, but um, we also had some Saturday football and I got to say the beauty man called me promptly on Saturday morning and said, well, we got a full day of football to talk about here. And I was, I was kind of like put off guard, but I loved it. I don't know what you guys think about. Do you think we should have a full slate of Saturday? It's tough, I guess, with college football, but 
would a full slate of Saturday NFL games work for you guys? Or is it, is it, is it too much? What do you guys think about the scheduling side of things? Now I know I can already know what the sleeping guy is going to say because he has on many times advocated for Tuesday night football. He wants games every week. I think it's, it's perfect the way they have it. A couple Saturdays as we near wild card weekend, just to prepare everyone. So no one's caught off guard come wild card weekend going, oh, what do you mean there's football games on this morning? It's Saturday mornings, this college football game day, that's their time. Let the kids have their moment to shine. They can play with the big boys on Sunday in a couple years, but it was nice. I think the real highlight, I mean, I can't believe we're almost 10 minutes in this podcast and we have not talked about arguably the most perfect half of football ever played from the quarterback position. Maybe it's because the Lions are so inept, but Tommy boy under 42 and a half passing attempts could not have been more of a lock, even though it got a little scary there as he neared up towards 30 in the first half. But my God, what was that for you guys? Good bucks or bad lions? I think a bit of both. Yeah. Um, definitely the lions don't have a defense anymore. Uh, it seems that Matt Patricia like took all his ideas with him in terms of <laughs> playing man coverage or zone coverage when he, when he left the building Elvis style. But uh, I also think that the Bucks are now officially on upset watching playoff round one when they have to take on the NFC East. You know, they look so good coming into the playoffs that I definitely see TB12 not getting it done once again in the playoffs. What else is new? Well, that I can't say I agree with. <laughs> Did I answer correctly for you when I said that you're down for Saturday football every week? Yeah, actually, well, well while we're on the topic of Saturday football, uh, number one, I'm very down for it, but it's got to be college. We Tensions are already high in America. We don't want to upset the South any more than we have so far in 2020 with putting <laughs> NFL games on Saturday. And my second takeaway from Saturday football was that who the fuck puts a game on Amazon Prime in the middle of the day when I pay for cable already and have the zone? Like, I'm sorry. I was I, I spent 20 minutes of work trying to find the Cardinals versus Niners game. And apparently you could only watch if you lived in Silicon Valley and had seven IP addresses. It's bullshit. Anyways, that's 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 how I you feel. Didn't, you didn't miss much anyways. Kyler didn't look great. And I put a lot of money on him. So, it was like, yeah, I don't know. I don't know what's going on. Like, are the are the Cardinals playoff worthy? So yeah, okay, we'll get into some some playoff scenarios this weekend because there are a whole bunch and it's going to get crazy. We won't get into every single one of them. But boys, we got to go back to the NFC East because it's there's three teams that could, could no, all four teams could possibly uh, The Eagles are eliminated. The now. Eagles are eliminated. Washington, the Giants and Dallas all can make it. Washington controls their destiny. They win, they're in. Who's coming out of this division? Who's coming out of this division to lose in the first round of the Bucks? Well, if we go by Vegas right now, the favorites would be the Dallas Cowboys. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, you heard that correctly. Right now, the Eagles are favored versus Taylor Heineken and the Washington football Heineken? team. It's I like saying Heineken better. Well, of course we do. I like drinking Heineken, but I'll respect this individual. Kind of kind of smells like weed, Heineken, yo. Yeah, yeah, I like it. Yeah, it, that, no. it, when you open the cap on the first time, I've always thought that, Kellen, and no one else has agreed with me. That's incredible. No, no, yeah. no I'm I'm right there with you, Kel, and and you, beauty man. Um, and then also then we have the Cowboys hosting the G men, and winner of that game makes the playoffs if the red if well, if the football team loses to the Eagles. And that oh, game canceled. First, right? Yes, the the Sunday nighter, Alan Chris in in uh the city of brotherly love 
It's in Philly. Yeah, it's in Philly. Are you sure? 100%. And but but just before this podcast, I read a tweet from uh, Ian Rappaport, Alex Smith taking first team reps today. So Washington maybe getting their starter back after the Dwayne Haskins uh, scenario this past week. Um, so are you boys? So sleeping guy, you've got the Cowboys. I, yes, I do. I do. I have the Dallas Cowboys and I'm ready for the beauty man to slander all over America's team. But Andy Dalton leading the Dallas Cowboys to the playoffs just sounds like a recipe for ratings. And that's what the NFL lives for is ratings. So when the Cowboys uh, have zero penalties called against them Sunday afternoon and the Giants have 15 and then all of a sudden every call goes against Washington on Sunday night. You know why, because the money comes in for the Cowboys. So we will be seeing them Saturday night versus Tom Brady and the Buccaneers next weekend. Clear your schedule. Give the people what they want, because selfishly, I want Tom going into Jerry World as well. I'd love it, not only for the ratings, but because I think it's an easy W. If we're going to play the football team in the swamp, the Bucks are going home early, ladies and gentlemen. There's no way Tom's going to beat that four-man front. So I can't. I still don't understand how we have a team eliminated from playoff contention versus a team who's got more losses than wins as the Sunday nighter to wrap up the season. But, you know, birds fly, fish swim, and the NFC East will be clinched on Sunday night in week seven. That's just a microcosm of 2020 right there. It's the final Sunday night football game of the year. It just, it is what it is. Like, I feel like I've watched the Giants and the Cowboys play to see who's going to win to get the eight and eight in this game like 10 times. Yeah. So. There's two things that happen 10 times a year in the NFL and it's a green Bay Packers having a primetime home game and the giants playing the Cowboys. <laughs> well, perfect segue into the green Bay uh, scenario because man, it's huge play for the Rams because green Bay actually has to win this weekend to get that number. The, the buy is just so huge this year. So like that, I, you got to think green Bay is putting their full, effort in to win this game against Chicago no because if, if they win they're they're locked up the first seed they get the bye Aaron Rodgers gets a rest a week um then well you you don't think they are you think they're gonna give a not give their full effort oh, on offense 100 the Bears defense doesn't fuck around but they're playing Mitch Trubisky and Matt Nagy so yeah but defense, playing, we just we just gotta rest up for the playoffs they're playing a trending Mitch Trubisky and yeah. Matt Nagy. oh a trending this is the the fucking combination right. that got me to believe early in the season that led to five straight weeks betting on him for losses <laughs> all right before okay, we get into this that. trending combination that went into jacksonville and destroyed them that kicked the shit out of the texans the week before i don't know what the spread is but if it's more than 10 points i like the bears and our which game's happening first because it's the saints who are right on the packers tails correct they're all happening at, in the afternoon slate yeah all in the afternoon yeah, the Green Bay, Chicago, New Orleans, Carolina, Seattle, San Fran, and Arizona, LA, which all inter- intersect each other, are all, all happening in the afternoon. The only one that's earlier is the Bucks Atlanta game. Because the Bucks can, if they lose to Atlanta, they could slide um, as far as the sixth seed, but that's only if the Rams win. So, um, Listener, are you writing this down? Are you writing this down, listener? This is very important. Yeah. So, okay, Kate, so that final prediction on the NFC, and then we'll quickly talk AFC. There are three teams buying for two spots. The Rams and the Bears control their destiny. They win, they're in. 
but the Cardinals can also get in with a win and either a Bears loss or a Rams loss and a Bears win. So out of those three teams, who's making the playoffs? Well, Beast, I've got to go with your Rams. I just think that defense is too good to not get into the playoffs. Hmm. And I'm going to say Cardinals too. I think the Bears are going to lose to the Packers and the Rams and the Cardinals are going to get in. It's no problem. All right. Yeah, the, the I, I think the Rams are in a good spot because they get two chances. They get to have faith in Aaron Rodgers, but they also get to have faith in themselves, right? So you you got to think that defense will be will be playing playing for their new backup quarterback, John Wolford. And if he can at least move the ball, hopefully Cam Akers back. I'm going Rams. And then, yeah, I mean, I think I'm going to go Bears because I think the Rams are going to beat the Cardinals and then the Bears are, the Bears are in. So, uh, beauty man? I like, I like Rams, Bears as well. And I'm slowly and dangerously getting closer and closer to talking myself and taking the Bears on the money line. But that... <laughs> to talk for later we'll save that for gambling <laughs> yeah. all right all right quick afc quick afc playoff picture would this be the typical cleveland browns that somehow missed the playoffs because there is a scenario they can do it but they have some COVID issues in cleveland but they're getting some receivers back they did just lose to the jets but big ben is not playing but does that make the steelers better there's a lot of scenarios going on in in this game so I'll leave it to you guys. Are the Browns going to somehow miss the playoffs? Because that would be pretty Browns. I I kind of saw it happening last week where you could just see the writing on the wall. We're going to lose to the Jets in week 17, lose the opportunity to play for the division in week 17 and miss the playoffs. But I think the Browns are going to be able to get up for what is the rematch of last week's helmet swinging game. Miles yeah. Garrett versus Mason Rudolph, ladies and gentlemen. Will Mason Rudolph be using any race, racial slurs? Will Miles Garrett use any equipment to try and take his head off? I look forward to seeing the outcome either way. I still think that the Cleveland Browns are going to get it done here because Pittsburgh's, they're just, they're thinking about next week. You know, it means the world to that city and Pittsburgh's in. I mean, what are we playing for other than to just ruin it for Cleveland? Yeah. Is that the ultimate disrespect from the Steelers? Like just being like, we've kicked your ass for two decades and now here's our backup quarterback that you tried to murder last year. No, it's the the best outcome possible for the Steelers. The Colts gave it away last week. The Steelers are gonna end. They're gonna have to go to Cleveland, play with their banged up team, lose to the Browns, lose to the division, and then be playing on the road in the playoffs. And now they sneak that one on last week. They get to sit back and they don't even have to play the Browns. I bet you they're scared of them right now. Cleveland was rolling. Yeah. Well, we are, we are spending a lot of time talking about this when there's really only. Two, maybe two and a half teams who matter in the AFC right now. And that would be number one, the Chiefs, who have locked up the number one seed. Listener, they're on a bye this week. And they're starting Drew Henney at quarterback against uh, the Broncos. And then... Drew Henney or Chad Henney? Chad Henney. Whatever. Chad, Drew, Kyle. Former Wolverine, right? Yeah. Michigan man. And I like Drew Henney better than Chad Henney. (laughs) Chad's such an asshole. Um, and then we have the number two team, the Bills, okay? And I don't know any of the teams in the AFC that stand a chance against those two squads besides maybe a Lamar Jackson-led Ravens team, but they've never gotten it done in a big game. They, so. they might not even make the playoffs because right now, verbal meme, it's me looking at the AFC playoff scenarios and it's me as Alan from The Hangover and all the numbers are flying over my head because, boys, there are five teams at 10 and 5 
and four of those five teams are going to make it. So like the, the scenarios are just, they're just too many for me. Like I, like I'm looking at this sheet that tells you who's in, who's out, depending on all the matchups. And there's, there's uh do your perms and comms, everybody from math uh, grade 12. Cause there's a lot of different combinations, but, but I, along with the rest of our listeners would like for you to lay out each of them in accordance no, of like, i won't i won't be doing well, that well beauty man that's why i was late for the podcast because he was <laughs> trying to do it for himself yeah there's uh i'm trying to count them here quickly but there's there's at least 20 different scenarios that could well i mean let's not overthink it the chiefs the bills they're in steelers yeah steelers are in but miami indy cleveland baltimore and tennessee can all technically miss playoffs I'll tell you what, if there's one team I don't want to see in the playoffs, it's a Fitzpatrick-led Dolphins team. And there's one what? team that I would want to see in the playoffs, it would be a Tua-led Dolphins team. It's time to go back to Fitzpatrick in Miami. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, yeah, that's uh, – I thought for some reason I thought you were going – you were saying you're anti-Fitz, but I think bad, that, bad news, boys. No, no, said. if there's one team I don't want to see, if I'm playing them, I don't want to see Ryan Fitzpatrick oh, and the oh. Dolphins coming into my barn in the playoffs. No, you want to see Tua. I want to – you want to be seeing that but, – Bad news, guys. Uh, Tua just uh, co- Fitzpatrick is on the COVID list. Oh, Tua, that sly son of a bitch. <laughs> he he fed him some COVID <laughs> infested. Uh, just man. slid him some COVID after he looked so good last week. Is Buffalo going to be suiting up this week, or are they going to sit against Miami? Uh, I, I don't know. I, I think they're. Uh, I don't know. Pittsburgh can still, the thing is, the only thing is Pittsburgh can still get the number two seed, but I, I don't yeah. even know how much of a difference that makes. Well, yeah. What does, what's two versus yeah. three? They're still, playing, no they're still playing a 10 win team. Yeah. So, all right, boys. Well, uh, enjoy everyone. All the listeners enjoy the playoff uh, madness this weekend. And then we're get and then we get everyone's almost some people's favorite weekend of NFL and it's wildcard weekend. Cause it's always, it's always uh, an interesting weekend. I know, Beauty Man, you would say divisional round, but uh, we'll... well uh, for the past decade, the divisional rounds when the playoffs began in New England. So Right, right. Um, we, we won't... Nice. Uh, good season in New England, Cam. We'll, uh, we'll see where you end up next year. But anyways, boys, we got to get into some power rankings. And let's see. Uh, I know the Seahawks are going to be high in the sleeping, guys. The big question is, will the Seahawks be above the Packers? Because uh, everyone's waiting to hear that. So I, why don't we just give the listeners what they want? Uh, yes. Sleeping guy, let's You're see. Up first. Okay, all right. The sleeping guy's power five power rankings. The most correct power rankings this side of the 49th parallel. And I guess on the other side of the 49th parallel. Let's get into it. At number one. The Chiefs. The Chiefs remain at the top of the NFL hill after dispatching dispatching the dirty birds on a shank show by coup. Mahomes and Kelsey welcomed us to their crib once again and showed us where the magic happens, hooking up in the end zone. Oh, baby. Andy and the gang will have tons of holiday reading to do with the bye locked up. At number two, you've got the Bills. The Bills trampled the New England Patriots on Monday Night Football with Josh Tim Allen doing his best Santa Claus impression giving out a TD to all and saving man's the beauty and saving the beauty man's Christmas by keeping the under alive. Stefan, can you digs it throughout the Christmas leftovers of the Patriots secondary for not one, not two, but three servings of touchdowns at number three, the best team, the NFC, the Seahawks, 
led by the brick wall Bobby Wagner. The Seahawks defense stopped the count on the Rams' win and cast their ballots for the Prez and his running mate, Russell Man, Muscle, Hustle, and Bustle Wilson, as they won the NFC West in a landslide. The only election fraud here was Jared Goff's decision making. See, <laughs> Hawk. And at number four, it turns out Alvin ditched his chipmunks and got himself six TDs for Christmas. That's right, the Saints back in the power rankings. The Superdome may have been empty, but Kamara stuffed a fantasy championship under the sleeping guy's Christmas tree. Sean Gary Payton and his big bad D put the glove all over the Vikings offense, sending Ragnar and the boys back to the Fajords for another offseason. And at number five, the Green Bay Packers. <laughs> all right. Well, I get to go next because the beauty man has sniped me the last two t- two times. And uh... Well, this just because great minds think alike. My yeah, friend. well, I mean – Sleeping guy, I'll give you credit. That's probably the the like on brand like chalk power rankings you've ever had. So at least you've got that going for. It. I mean, the Packers at five still is a little questionable, but I think those are those are generally everyone's top five teams. In what order is another question. But I've got the Chiefs again too. I mean, they're just they're just at one. I don't know how you couldn't have them there. So we'll move on. And number two. I've got to go against with the Packers. That was uh, quite the performance they put on um, against the Titans. <laughs> Sleeping guy is rolling his eyes, but uh, <laughs> we'll see what we'll see when the Packers and the Hawks face off in the in the uh, NFC playoffs. If uh, how you feel about Mr. Aaron Rodgers, then um, and number three, I've got the Bills again. They just keep rolling. Josh Allen. We'll see. We'll see what he does in the playoffs because his decision making sometimes uh, scares. The bravest of souls, but uh, um, we'll see if he can he can keep the ball in the Bills' possession during the playoffs. Because if he does, I mean, they're on a collision course with the Chiefs in the AFC, no doubt about it. At number four, I've got the Saints. I mean, with Drew Brees back, and if Kamara's rolling like that, like he he looked unstoppable. I've never seen the first defender tackle Alvin Kamara. I I literally don't think it's ever happened because I don't know if it's possible. Um, the guy is unreal at that. Um, so we'll, and the defense looks good. And then at number five, I got to put the Seahawks in there. I mean, they, uh, hey, hey, hey. They, the defense looked good. I'm hoping this is like a reverse sleeping guy curse. And I've cursed the Seahawks now because he did it to the Rams a few weeks ago. But uh, yeah, the Seahawks, their defense looks better. I mean, the Rams offense also looks like shit, but they, the Seahawks D has looked better these weeks. So if they, they can give Russell some support, you never know. Not only have they looked better, they've led the NFL in scoring defense and sacks over the last six weeks. You've had your two minutes on the Seahawks. You're, uh, you're- that's my stat of the day. Yeah. All right. All right, beauty man. Well, that was pretty chalk. I mean, this last week didn't really determine anything much different for me than the week before. It was a long, hard-fought power ranking season because the topsy-turvy one team. The Steelers were at number one for like 10 weeks, and now they're not in anybody's top five anymore. Yeah. So it's just ridiculous. But I got the Chiefs. I do think that they are trending downwards. Like Mahomes got really lucky. He threw a pick in the final two minutes of the game, and the guy just dropped it as he hit the ground, which was tough. I am going to make the bold proclamation on this podcast right here, right now, that the Kansas City Chiefs will not win the Super Bowl this year. They are not playing their best football. They've snuck out too many games, but they're still top the power rankings and still someone knocks them off. The best team in the National Football League, undoubtedly right now, is the Buffalo Bills. Nobody is playing better other than the team at three, 
which is maybe the Packers, but they haven't fucking played anybody. So I'm not going to put them above the Bills because at least the Bills have to play some confident competition. At number four, it's the New Orleans Saints. I mean, Alvin Kamara, my God. Drew Brees is back. They look like they're starting to get things rolling, and that defense has been a lot more formidable than it has been in years past. And at number five, I'm not going to change anything because this guy's won about 50% of the Super Bowls in his career, and he only had to play about a half last week before to absolutely demolish the Lions. I don't believe in the Seahawks. I'm sorry. <laughs> I, don't. I don't believe him. You're not going to convince me to believe in them. They've been too fraudulent too many times this year. I know the Bucks are the same. But up and down the roster, I keep looking at it. I keep thinking at some point they're going to eventually put it together. And when I line up against the, that team, they scare me more than the Seahawks. I'm sorry. They've already played the Chiefs this year. They look like they were going to get blown out. They lost by three points. There's two teams in the league that oh I think can beat Kansas no, City. Oh, my goodness. No, 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 can beat Kansas City. It's Buffalo, and it's still Tampa Bay. You were down 27 ago. points. You've been down 30 points in New Orleans, and this team is your fifth best they team were in the down... NFL. I've never seen a team get blown out more in a season and still have a winning record than this fraudulent Buccaneers hey, team. Hey, they're, they're, I'm not saying they're perfect. Oh, congratula- carrying... congratulations. You beat the shit out of the Lions on a Saturday morning, like the fucking Texans did that six weeks ago on Thanksgiving. Yeah, they did. Congratulations. Congratulations. Yeah, they did, but they beat the Giants too, okay. and on the, they went on the road to get that done. God. The Seahawks are still carrying a, a banged up defense oh until until they show me that they can go into Green Bay and get it done. I'm not going to believe that they're going to be able to. So I've watched the Bucks blow the roof off the Packers. If I've got it's top four, and then it's the field, and I'm picking with my heart and the guy who's got it done more than anybody else. Jesus Christ. You know, you fucking Drew Brees hasn't thrown a touchdown in two weeks and has 10 broken ribs and he's higher than Russell Wilson. It's just- the the Bucs just scare me because I feel like if any – if a team has a good defensive game plan, I don't know, Bruce Arians seems to not be able to – Oh, they're to brutal. But also, I just – I don't know. Yeah. What, what else I mean, is going to get it done? Like I said, it's those four teams and then put whoever the hell else you want in there because it doesn't really matter. Absolute blasphemy on this spot. <laughs> All right, well – We'll, uh, we'll get some more NFL takes later on in our picks, but um, time to move on to the NBA or sh- otherwise known as the National Blowout Association because I hope everyone uh, enjoyed their Christmas day of basketball because there wasn't one close game. <laughs> if if I, my memory serves me correct, I had a few uh, coffee and Baileys that day, but uh, boys, what did you have a good Christmas watching basketball? Were you more watching football? Um, what'd you think of the Christmas slate of games and the games, uh, after that? I definitely enjoyed the basketball more so than the football on Christmas. I had no fantasy implications and the under, which was cooked immediately in that Viking saints game. So I stopped watching it and just bet lines in the NBA and it was fantastic. But at some point, maybe we'll get a competitive matchup. I don't know what to think of the top teams in the league. Like is Miami good or are they going to lose to Orlando is Milwaukee going to blow out Golden State or are they going to show up and be inept two days later? Like the Clippers, the top team in the league, or they're going to get dusted by Dallas who just got dusted by Los Angeles. So it's, we're going to have a hell of a time betting on it for the first couple of weeks, but man, how great is it to have the association back? Oh, it's great having the association back. I would have to say the most competitive match I saw on Christmas was Jules versus Brady, the beauty man's dogs fighting over a champagne stuffed toy. That lasted 30 seconds of competition as opposed to what we the NBA and the NFL gave us. 
Um, my big NBA takeaways for the first week, I have to say that it's probably too early for me to change my opinion about any of these teams, except for maybe the Magic and the Hawks. You have my attention. And the Raptors, you no longer have my attention. You're abysmal. We're not going to talk about that anymore. Um, oh, we are. I, oh, we, yeah, we are. I'm, <laughs> I'm also – I'm up four and a half units on the season betting against the Raptors. Let's keep it rolling. We have a terrible offense. We have an absolutely terrible offense until we can acquire uh, that aptly named Jimbo Slice, James Harden. We we're gonna be shit on offense for a while. Well, I mean, it is what it is. You had a star player, and uh, you refused to pay him, so you get twenty years of inadequacy again. Yeah, our runs <laughs> over. I will say, I am enjoying these like back-to-back games teams are having against each other. It's really up in the the animosity, the the heat in the NBA, but also these blowouts. I swear, the NBA is just the most basic league. Like, if I'm gonna lose by ten, fuck you. I'm gonna lose by thirty. Like these yeah. teams seem to have no fight and want to come back. Yeah, boys, who would have had uh, the Orlando Magic as the lone undefeated team uh, a week into the season? Because I don't think I don't think anybody would have had that. Are the Magic actually contenders? How many players can you guys name on the Magic right now? Um, <laughs> Mike Tomlin had them as favorites in the East, first and foremost. <laughs> Nothing surprises him. Um, Let's not get carried away here. They're going to finish like seventh or eighth. Okay. Yeah. We've got some teams who are overachieving early and we've got some teams who are just trying to get their legs under them. The good yeah. teams just stopped playing like a month and a half ago. So That's they're going to take some time. Both yeah. the other teams who went, everyone was in the bubble and then he had six teams in training camp. So like, of course the shittiest teams in the league are going to come out hot. I thought Golden State would do the same. I'm a little taken back with their slow start, but it's tough when you're getting pinned up against the league's best every other night. And and Kelly Oubre is shooting maybe five percent on the on the year. He was supposed to be a big addition for them, and he's has one of the worst uh, shooting percentages uh, I've mean, seen. Really enjoying what I've seen from Wiseman so far, though. Yeah, I mean he, he he's the perfect fit. It's exactly what they needed. And I and I also want to give myself a little shout out back on our NBA draft preview. I our, our recap. I said who was one of the winners of the draft, and I said the Sacramento Kings because they they did the smart thing and they took Tyrese Halliburton. And what has he done? Oh, he's only been he's the 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 leader for rookie of the year right now. And sometimes you just you just can't overthink it. Everyone knew he was going to be a great pro, and the Kings did the right thing. So. Little shout out for me, you know. Good gotta, job gotta, by the Kings. Hey, good, good job by you. And better, better job by you there, Pete. <laughs> yeah, yeah. On the back. yeah. Hire yeah. me Kings. Hire me Kings. Yeah. Even though well, you did think, the right thing. No, I have to say, I definitely had the Kings in a bet this week, and they, they won it outright. Yeah. Covered, covered eight points, won it outright. They're on my radar, too. The, it's going to be a highly competitive season in the NBA if these teams actually start competing against each other. Okay, sleeping guy, honest prediction. Raptors, where are they finishing this year? After again, it's only three games in, so you might be jumping the gun a little bit on saying they're just done. But honest prediction from you, where are they finishing? Well, considering I did see a thing where they've only shot in sixteen free throws yesterday. Thanks for that that move on the Twitter sphere, there, Beast. I, I I got a fun stat that gives me a small bit of hope. But if I'm being honest with myself and my Raptors fandom, we're looking at probably best case scenario the sixth seed and a first round matchup with the celtics the worst case scenario the eighth seed and like a first round matchup with Giannis or kevin durant but i'm not just kind of start cheering for the blazers and, okay. the, and the nuggets i so, say your ceiling is like seven eight 
Yeah. Seven, eight. Yeah. It's safe to say I'm already you working sneak on into the playoffs. I'll be impressed. No, I'm already working on my favorite West team. Jamal Murray has my heart from last year and I love the, I love Jokic. So we'll, well see a little, little stat for our Raptors listeners, because Kyle Lowry is the only thing holding this team together right now. Cause they're, they're awful with him off the floor. Their net rating with him on the floor is plus 5.02. So like solid, they're better than the, the teams they're playing. Their plus their net rating with him off the floor minus fifty nine point nine, so I don't know what's going on with the Raptors bench. I've been told by both you and Christopher Clements that the Raps depth is their strong suit, but so far it's it's not not helping them. Pascal, Norm, Fred all have been disappointments. So I don't know. I don't know where the Raptors go from here. I do have faith in Nick Nurse maybe to get some things figured out, but. Again, I think you guys are right. Their ceilings maybe fifth, sixth seed. I could see them falling all the way seventh, eighth, ninth in the playoff in the in the playing game. So no, we'll I think the, the biggest story with the Raps is gonna be if we fall out of the playoff race, where are our former good players getting traded to? <laughs> yeah. Cause like Lowry's in the last year of his deal. Powell's on a decent contract. He's gotten it done in the playoffs. I think the only guys they wouldn't be trading would be Van Fleet, Anobi, and Siakam. So take your slim pickings of what's left NBA contenders. Yeah. Okay. At last NBA point, did you guys see the elbow Kawhi took from Serge Ibaka? Would you have died on the spot? Because I think I might have. That would have been the last concussion for me. Fortunately for me, it's um, that elbow would have missed by about two and a half, three feet. <laughs> So I would have lived to play the next game against the Dallas Mavericks. However, I'm not sure what is worth the blow he took to the face or the mask that he wore following it. It's a good point. It's a good point. All right. Serge Ibaka's well, on the block. <laughs> I mean, he's looked great. I think the Raptors missed Did him. See, was it Kawhi who tweeted that? Yeah, was, Yeah, that was hilarious. He is a funny guy. He's a fun guy. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Was that pretty good or what? Nice try. I, nice. I wasn't willing to give it a shot. So. No, that was a beautiful beast. All right. Uh, good boys, because we're Canadian, quick hockey talk. NHL season, got the go-ahead. We're, uh, we're starting up in a week or two here. We got an all-Canadian division. Does that intrigue you at all more that you know the Flames and the Oilers are going to play eight times this year? We're going to get a lot of Canadian rivalries. Are you more intrigued in hockey at all because of it? I actually am. I think it's going to be fantastic. We're going to have the whole season. It'll be cool because, you know, when the Americans are always chirping us about how a Canadian team doesn't win the Stanley Cup, even though their American teams are winning the Stanley Cup with 75% Canadian players, this will be a nice way to shut down that argument because we can just play in our home division against all the Canadian teams. You know, we care about it way more than everybody else up here in the North. It'll mean more. People will still be invested. And then come playoff time, we'll mix it up with the Americans. Should be fun. Sleeping guy. It's going to be tough for the American teams to come on foreign soil in the playoffs and try, <laughs> try to get a victory up here. It's really, it's, it's going to be one of the toughest road trips I've ever made. I mean, I'm sure I'm, I'm sure it'll be out at work and all people will be talking about it. So I'll be watching it, but um, it just doesn't move the needle for me until the flames are in the playoffs. Are you guys watching any world juniors? I've seen every minute. And not by choice, but I've seen every goal. I've seen all of Canada's a thousand goals in their first three games. It's good to see that the rest of the world has caught up to us in 18 and 19 year old hockey. Yeah. I mean, I haven't, uh, I'll be honest. I haven't seen much. I know I'm going to get 
canceled by for being anti-Canadian, but my mom always my mom already tries to do that for me for not cheering for the Raptors, a Canadian team. Like, mom, they don't they have one Canadian player. Get out of here. But yeah, uh, that's garbage. Also, yeah. how have the Raptors ever marketed to us on the West Coast? Yeah, exactly. You um, can't be you can't be garbage for 20 years and then complain that I'm not your fan. <laughs> Kim, listen up. Um, <laughs> Uh, but no, I haven't. I haven't watched much. I saw uh, the 16-2 drubbing of Germany. Poor Germany. I know they were decimated by COVID. But hey, shout out to Germany for battling back and making the playoffs. So a uh, uh, little comeback story for everybody uh, dealing with COVID issues in their life. Uh, don't let it beat you down, you know, because um, the Germans sure didn't. Uh, Germany always comes around, hey. Uh, I was gonna. I was gonna say. I was gonna. Who's going to make the World War II joke there? Uh, the sleeping guy beat me to it. So, uh, Or uh, the World War I joke. Or, or all of them. History, or all, yeah. yeah, or all of the jokes, you know. But yeah, uh, yeah that's, our, that's our hockey talk. Uh, don't expect much of it in the future. but um, I've got a bold prediction. All right. Who's Canada is going the- to play a European team in the World Junior Finals. Wow. And wow. TSN is going to cover the shit out of it yeah, for 48 wow. hours. Bold prediction. Okay, prediction who wins the who wins the Canadian division? Fuck. Sorry. Um it's gotta be. <laughs> you should you can just tell right there. We got the football game on in the background and the beauty man's literally watching the game and not even paying attention. I to the am segment. paying attention to the hockey segment, but shoot me if i got a little bored i don't know who's gonna win the canadian division i'm gonna say flames but probably not i mean come on who are the other good canadian teams the leafs and the oilers are probably the favorite the other well i've heard players. enough about their star players to know that they they, they know they're still around yeah uh, i i mean i think the leafs are the favorite right now so i lean them but i man I, you know they're not going to get it done in the playoffs so um what's the point you know yeah, I'm gonna go with the flames. All right, all right, there it is. Well, that's our that's our opening segment. So, sleeping guy, throw us to our first break. Yeah, okay. Coming up, we've got Jedi and Sith. Another big J journalism question. Uh, the beauty man was swearing a lot this morning, so I'm sure he has got a rant coming up for you. But more importantly, we're gonna break down Bond's spiel season after the break. Ugh. Hello there. And uh, welcome back to Gamblers Anonymous with the Beauty Man. I mean, the Man in the Middle podcast featuring the Beast, the Beauty Man with the Sleeping Guy. And we've got everyone's favorite segment, Jedi and Sith. So as the second half star of the show, as per every week, I'm going to get started off with my Jedi of the Week. And my Jedi of the Week, ladies and gentlemen, is Bruno Fernandez. Now, for everyone out here who is not a massive Manchester United soccer fan like I am myself, He's also winning my Man of the Year award for single-handedly leading Manchester United back to relevance. Now, how has he done that? Well, he's been averaging a goal or assist every 70 minutes since he joined the Premier League squad. Ladies and gentlemen, that's more than one a game because soccer matches are 90 minutes long out there. Only Lionel Messi, you may have heard of him, and Robert Lewandowski, the reigning UEFA Men's Player of the Year, have contributed to more goals since... Bruno Fernandes joined Manchester United. And finally, no player has contributed as many goals or assists as he did over a calendar year of 31, breaking Frank Lampard's former record of 29 set in 2009 than Bruno Fernandes, ladies and gentlemen. That is why he is my Jet of the Week. The fun fact about him that I found on my research is that his nickname is The Milkman. 
Was any explanation given? No. So we're just going to go on. So the Milkman, you are my man of the year and you are my Jedi of the week. Beauty Man, what you got? This week, for Jedi of the week, not only are we switching up the order to throw me off, but keep me fresh. But if you've been fortunate enough to watch America's Game of the Week these past month, and you have been privileged to the greatest cinematography ever produced in any football game. Nice. Cameraman Mike Soul, equipped with his fancy new lens, races onto the field when signaled to provide video game-esque shots using a high-definition in-camera autofocus lens provided by Sony. This lens is what delivers the shallow depth of field that differentiates the image from such a way in any other broadcast. So shout out to Fox, Sony, and my main man, Mike Soul, because the Sony FV 24 to 70, millim 70 millimeter lens is my Jedi of the week. Beast? Man, those uh, those uh, camera shots are clearer than my eyesight, and that's Dude, like they're, so, they're so unreal. I thought I switched the HDMI feeds and put the Madden back on. Yeah, that's not. It's not even like yeah, because I can't see it worth a damn. And then those things come up, and I'm like, oh, is this what normal people see like? But anyways, my uh, Jedi of the week is diversifying yourself because John Wolford who is uh who sean mcveigh likes to call walford it is wolford as he corrects it is the only nfl quarterback with an active linkedin profile the the quarterback who used to be graduated with a degree in finance has an active linkedin profile where you can find him in a suit and looking for jobs outside of the nfl but as he was asked this week if things go well this weekend he might just delete that LinkedIn profile. So hopefully things do go well. And he is a future member of the Rams and maybe the starting quarterback in a few years. Uh, shout out, Jared. Hope you're healthy. But uh, if John Wolford looks like the guy, then maybe we'll roll with him. Um, honorable shout out of Jedi of the Week to the boat, Blake Bortles, because the Rams are signing him off the Broncos practice roster because he knows the offense and he is going to be their second string quarterback now um moving on to my sith of the week and it is doug from des moines uh, <laughs> because uh i don't know if everybody saw the big levitard dan levitard controversy but some things have come out this week and uh it is that doug that is that poppy is actually not dan's father he is a hired actor from des moines uh, named Doug and that the accent is fake uh, Mina Kimes and Pablo Torre are siblings so I just got a question what's going on at ESPN uh, sleeping guy I know you're a big Levitard guy do you, are you gonna still be listening to him after these outrageous um, lies they've been spewing for the past few years well considering I've been friends with the beauty man for over a decade and he's been spewing nothing but nonsense and lies for that for the majority of that time of course I am going to be friends with him but even funnier, the king himself got caught in the lie. The beauty man thought it was legitimate. He thought it was a legitimate well, admission. This is being propped up into something much more than it needs to be. But there was a moment, yes, when the internet got me, okay? It was in the comment section when some guy was proclaiming that he went to high school. I was like, obviously, I knew it wasn't your dad. And shoot me. I love to believe in a good conspiracy from that time and again, okay? <laughs> He's got just as much sense on Twitter as freaking Dick Vitale, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Shout out, Dickie B. 
Also, if anybody doesn't know what we're talking about, go look it up on Twitter. It's uh, it's a hilarious hoax. So is it ever? It is. It but is claiming your Hispanic perfect. fathers from the Midwest is great. The sleeping guy with the perfect segue into my sixth of the week because it's you two, a couple of self-proclaimed sports fans. The Beast planned a romantic mountain getaway with Officer Lawrence this week during one of the prime stretches of sports viewing over the holiday season. I hope you at least got lucky because while you were canoodling with Ben, you missed in total 25 NBA games, 17 college football games, 62 college basketball games, supposed to be your favorite sport. Oh, and an NFL Sunday, indefensible crimes. Then we have the sleeping guy who, to his credit, has been grinding grinding it out at work and it's tough keeping up with his napping schedule when you got to work 40 plus hours a week. However, days off are not days for excuses. And yesterday... (laughs) After spewing over his excitement to watch Grandpa Smith's alma mater, Florida Gators, take on Lincoln <laughs> Riley and the Oklahoma Sooners, he retires for an afternoon power nap and hope to feel rested and ready for game time. Three and a half hours later, 7.45 p.m. Pacific time, I called him to let them know we were halfway through the third quarter. So you two, for being some fake sports fans over the past <laughs> weekend, are my Sith of the week, sleeping guy. You know, in my defense, uh, Officer Lawrence doesn't even know when kickoff is. How was I I expecting him to know it was an NFL Sunday? Uh, No one's expecting him to know, but I'm expecting you to know a week in advance. We did make the two-kilometer hike down down the mountain to uh, get into town to watch the Rams game. So I got to give myself some credit. But, yes, you're right. How was how yeah. was the two-kilometer hike back after uh, that, Rams? Miserable, <laughs> miserable. So. Yeah, hopefully it's like that time Eric Patterson showed us where that big bowl was when we went skiing. <laughs> but I have nothing to apologize for. Hey, we got it. Nothing we gotta, to apologize for. To the quick, beauty man. We got to quit giving Eric uh, shout-outs because he, he, he commented how his, his favorite episode was just last week's because he got two shout-outs. So that's that's it for his shout-outs. He's, he's done from here on out. Um, nice. But, but, but anyways... I have nothing to apologize for, Nick. First and foremost, the reason I didn't watch that football game with you last night was because you smell bad. You haven't showered for like three days, okay? No one else would want to be in this basement with you. And second, you're the guy who spent many a time not watching sports while you were busy doing activities at night or hanging out with your wife or whatever. I've been in this basement for freaking longer than you have been alive watching sports so just shove it just absolutely shove it you couldn't even tell me what happened in the 2009 holiday you can tell how hurt he is by this because he knows he's supposed to be the big sports fan he can't even mosey on downstairs to fall asleep watching this game that he's not even gambling on because his losses. Yeah, yeah, well, it's it's fine. You can just watch it on the big TV that I paid for myself that I yeah with everyone. What, yeah. what a loser! What a loser! Hang out his wife couldn't be me. <laughs> couldn't be me doing activities. Yeah, <laughs> bunch of bullshit. All right, uh, who's oh the... my Sith of the week? Yeah, well, well, it's apparently it's the beauty man, but I have a second one as well, and that would be New Year's Eve. Yeah, you want to talk about overrated holidays? You can put that one right at the top, followed probably by Valentine's Day and Halloween. Uh-oh, Nick, that's going to be terrible. For We're going to have to play some goddamn uh, Anyways, games. back to New Year's Eve. Sorry, there's sports on in the background. I get distracted easily. I have had it with the glitz and the glamour of this faux holiday. I don't no need you getting way. dressed up in your diamonds and your tassels, men in your suits, just to sit around and eat shitty champagne and drink hors d'oeuvres yeah that's right i got it mixed up because usually i'm too drunk at the holiday party to make it to midnight and on top of that 
Who sets an event up at midnight? That's so late. The sleeping guy has got to get to bed so he can wake up feeling <sighs> recharged for the Rose Bowl on New Year's Day. So New Year's Eve, you're my Sith of the week. Unless I'm getting kissed by a hot chick, then you are my Jedi of the week. I think that's a that's an overwhelmingly favorite take because I agree with it. I think a lot most people think New Year's Eve is overrated, but uh, um, I, I I mean I guess I've had a few good ones, but the the big planned out ones where you go out downtown always overrated in my opinion. You know, so I hate waiting in line. <laughs> You're getting old. We're getting old. That's why. I also hate paying cover, <laughs> and I hate bouncers. You just hate a lot of things about New Year's Eve, hey? And right. fucking expensive drinks, even though come to Browns and buy them for even double the price. All right. Uh, sleeping guy, take us right into the college sports update. Um, another week of uh, debating who's who's going to win these games. Everything I've seen is it's just going to be Clemson, Alabama. Is there is there any way either of these teams don't win uh, tomorrow? Well, I'm glad you set the stage like I would have. Uh, first and foremost, ladies and gentlemen, tomorrow we have the most <laughs> exciting day of college football of the year, the college football playoff, where the four, well, we were not going to call them the best teams because Notre Dame's in it. They're in there for the ratings and the money. But the three best teams in Notre Dame will be playing tomorrow. First, you have Nick Saban taking on that grumpy asshole, Brian Kelly, in the Rose Bowl, not in Pasadena, which is a bunch of bullshit. And then you have the rematch we've all been waiting for. Justin Fields and Trevor Lawrence in a battle for who is going to be the top pick and who is going to get a chance to take on Nick Saban in the title game. And But you know what I've been hearing all week? Oh, we need eight playoff teams because it's ruined bowl season. The beauty man and I, well, I guess the beauty man has been glued to the TV screen. I've been glued to my phone following all the games all week because I've been working. But I will say my picks, number one, Alabama to cover all of those points tomorrow. They are going to take Notre Dame to the slaughterhouse. That cathedral is going to burn to the ground. And in in my second game, I am all over the Clemson Tigers and Trevor Lawrence. Ladies and gentlemen, Ohio State has played six games this season. Clemson has been battle-tested. They have kicked the shit out of Notre Dame. They have barely lost to Notre Dame, and they are going to kick the crap out of the Buckeyes. Beast, there, there's a real introduction for you. Who do you got tomorrow? I mean, I got Bama Clemson. Um, helps it. Uh, my younger brother, Daryl, and me have a future on if and if Clemson and the Chiefs win, we win a, a hefty amount of money. So, uh to get back on the back in the gambling account, so I got Clemson in Alabama, but uh, I mean, is 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 uh, Fields for sure going to be the second overall pick? What about Zach Wilson? Are you believing in the hype of the Mormon, or uh, is 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 it Fields' pick for sure? No way, I'm following Zach Wilson to the promised <laughs> land. Okay, I want my quarterback to be going out with the boys and not taking care of his seven kids at home. Yeah. Well. Um, beauty man because Dwayne Haskins was out with the boys and now he's not quarterbacking anywhere I don't know (laughs) I think bowl season is what we make of it the college football playoff is a debate for another time but we are going to get what we want we're going to get Bama we're going to get Clemson and we're going to get the best college football quarterback I have ever seen play against what might be the best college football team i've ever seen it's just there's no ifs ands and buts about it this bama team might go down as the best team 
in college football history. Honest to God, they're playing an all-SEC season, and they've absolutely fucking rolled. They're going to demolish the Notre Dame Fighting Irish tomorrow. I like them to win on the money line, obviously. I like them to cover the first half because nothing screams the back door is open like 19 and a half. (laughs) Beauty man. I love that you love college football, but you got to remember that Joe Burrow played for LSU last year. The guy threw 60 touchdowns, okay? Yeah, but he, also, he threw 60 touchdowns, but okay? He, he had, went into Nick Saban's barn, and he kicked his candy ass. Yeah, all right? no, Joe Burrow's great. the best college quarterback I've ever seen. He had the best college football season I've ever seen. But this kid's been doing it since he was a freshman. Joe Burrow came in as an old man on what might have been Have you seen more talent on a football team than LSU had last year? Like he had more talent on that roster than he did on the Cincinnati Bengals one that he was playing on this year. Okay. So obviously LSU could swing it, but this Alabama team is something different top to bottom. I really like them against Trevor Lawrence, sunshine, baby. Give it to me. That's all you can ask for. No, Joe Burrow kicked the crap out of Trevor Lawrence and Clemson last year in the title game. If we could all remember, it was at one point like 35 to 17. Yeah, but it it wasn't – Joe Burrow's not playing Trevor Lawrence. I'm telling you, you give him the two prospects, you want Joe Burrow, congratulations, take him. I'm not telling you you're wrong for that, but why am I wrong for wanting Trevor Lawrence? Just because he's a three-year starter and he's going to be the first overall pick in the draft? I'll take this kid any day of the week, twice on Sunday, over Andrew Luck, over Peyton Manning. I don't give a oh, fuck. Oh, yeah. Deshaun what about Watson? No, no. Joe Burrow? No, no. no. What, about, what about Tim Tebow? Does not, not even close. Tim Tebow is not even, he's not an NFL prospect. He, yeah, maybe successful college football player, but this has gone on way longer than it I'm taking to be. God over Trevor Lawrence any day of the week. Sleeping guy, you're also forgetting about Johnny Football as the best college quarterback you've ever seen. I mean, you still say that. Deshaun Watson's the Michael Jordan of football and Joe Burrow had one season and he's better than Deshaun and what he did. I mean, Sometimes, he had the best season all round. Son of a bitch. Well, I like to dabble in hyperbole. What about Vince Young, Liam? Uh, no. no, 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 no. He's not the best. Where's this? Play? He had the best game ever. Yeah. Right. For the listeners at home, there is a college football game going on that I'm gambling on right now. So I apologize for my random outburst, but this better be coming back. Because that, if that's not PI, I don't know what is. Right. Honestly, kick him out of the game. Maybe give him a turn. I didn't even know there was a game going on. Go yeah. tell us. Uh, we're, we're shocked. Who's surprised there? Some sports fan. Um, Beast, what happened in the college basketball this week? Anything exciting? Uh, well, Kentucky season is officially done. Um, <laughs> we, lost the, we lost the bluegrass, the bluegrass rivalry to Louisville. That pretty much puts, the, puts it in the coffin for uh, – Kentucky their only way in is to run the table in a pretty strong SEC with maybe a top three team in the country in Tennessee who they have to play twice or win the SEC tournament and both of those things do not look good right now Um, they had a mandatory team meeting with a scrimmage against a a team and apparently things look better but uh, I mean that's all in-house so Kentucky's officially done they're not gonna make the tournament it's going to be very sad for me come March Selection Sunday when they don't get their name called. But uh, we'll cross that bridge when we get there. Hey, sleeping guy. Um, I can't. I'm, I can wait. I can definitely wait for that. Yeah, I mean, I'm again, once the SEC tournament comes around, I'm going to have hope that they can pull a miraculous uh, championship out of their ass and get, a, get in that large bid. But uh, right now, it doesn't look good. Um, we just need Kemba Walker. Yeah, we do. I don't know who's going to be the Kemba on this team, though. That's for sure. Um, Maybe it's you. 
<laughs> yeah. I've seen you get in the paint. Coach Kyle, call me up because uh, I could be, do a lot better than uh, what these guys are doing right we now. We got wind sprints at 6 a.m. tomorrow morning. But uh, Gonzaga might go undefeated. They look unreal. Baylor's number two. And I honestly think Tennessee's got to be the third best team in the country right now. They, uh, they've they been rolling. They just rolled a good Missouri team last night by 20 points. Um, if you haven't heard of Marcus Carr, you should check him out. He's a point guard from Minnesota. Oh, I'm all over the Golden Gophers tonight, baby. Yeah, so am I. So am I. So we're uh, yeah. So uh, he's uh, he's electric. Um, tell your children about him. Um, and last thing, how do we feel about self-imposed bans? Because uh, this has been happening a few times in in the in the college sporting world. Um, these teams that know they might not have great teams are maybe self-imposing their bans because Arizona was the latest to do that uh, after, after they've had a rough start to the season. They give themselves a ban because they know they're in trouble, hoping it will lessen the, the punishment from the NCAA. I don't know how I feel about it. Seems seems like just an easy way out. What do you guys feel about self-imposed bans? I feel like they're just cop-outs. Yeah, that's what you I know, feel like too. It's, it's kind of... Um... I was a little embarrassed for LSU when they did it to themselves, but I mean, it is what it is. Like, sorry, sorry, Sean Miller, you, you sweat through too many t-shirts, uh, but uh, you, you can't just self-impose a ban because your team's going to be bad this year and probably not make the tournament anyway, but. Uh, I've had enough of the frontier justice system that the NCAA seems to allow to go on inside of its four walls of education and young and like nurturing young minds okay what kind of example are we setting for the kids oh i'm in trouble oh sorry i'm just gonna not do this one thing so don't look at the big bad thing that i'm gonna do behind the curtain here doesn't surprise me with number one that cheater sean miller at arizona and that cheater coach o at lsu all right i've cheated for some i've cheered for some cheating programs in my past usc number one the ncaa dropped the hammer all over us so I expect you guys to get three-year bull bats. I want to see reduction in scholarships, and I want to see them taking some of that sweet, sweet TV money and putting it back in their fraudulent pockets, okay? So screw you, Arizona. Shove your one-year ban right up where you at least want it. All right, NCAA, you heard it from the sleeping guy. Uh, game of the weekend, uh, Texas at Kansas. Texas is back in basketball, at least. Shaka Smart has got the boys rolling. Um, we'll and his hair. Well, yeah, and he's, and he's got hair. It uh, still looks weird to me, but he's uh, he's got the boys rolling at n- number three, Kansas, who is uh, also looking good. Um, so, yeah, the game of the weekend. Uh, enjoy enjoy a big sports weekend. I will be tuning in this weekend. I have uh, no plans. I will be tuning into sports this weekend. So, uh, Beauty Man, I, when I see it. will not be on the on – the, hopefully I'm not on the sit next week. But uh, – Check the Beast's Twitter feed for photos of him watching sports this weekend. He's going to take a selfie for every game he watches. Yeah, it'll be good. Uh, The Beauty Man, do you have a rant prepared for us? Well, I have one prepared, but I might be going off the top right here. If they pick up this illegal block penalty like I think they're going to here, it will absolutely screw me in the Lockheed Martin Armed Forces Bowl. You got to focus off on the podcast. You're right. You're right. But let me know what's I'm gonna, going on. I'm going to put oh, this... Bowl um, season has finally arrived, and it could not have come soon enough. This is when the holiday season truly begins for the beauty man. 
I'll take bowl games during the day and basketball at night over Christmas lights and caroling any day of the week, especially during December. So to kick it off, my inaugural bowl season of my gambling career, I took what football knowledge I've gathered over the years, thinking it could apply adequately in this situation. You know, avoid avoid the vig whenever possible, let the line move in my favor, avoid picking favorites and the over, simple enough. So I thought, not so much. This game is different. I had to adjust before I lost it all. In a panic-fueled epiphany, I stumbled upon a discovery that can only be rivaled by the likes of Benjamin Franklin. His uncovering of the connection between lightning and electricity was impressive, yes, but nothing like what I'm onto. You could debate Columbus introducing the Americas to Western Europe was equally as monumental, but we will save that debate for another time. I, the beauty man, have come to you in this space and time to share with my fellow degenerates alike the under does not hit in bowl season. Case in point, the Cheez-It Bowl. The 18th ranked University of Miami Hurricanes faced off against the 22nd ranked Oklahoma State Cowboys, and the Cowboys were without their top offensive weapon, Canadian standout running back, Chuba Hubbard. Meanwhile, the Hurricanes lost their star quarterback, Derek King, early in the first quarter. Nothing screams under, like a running team without a workhorse back and a passing attack being supported by a backup. The line was set at a mammoth 61 points, a total which seemed insurmountable for a Cowboys team averaging less than 24 points per game. This game was over at the half after an explosion of points by the Oklahoma State Cowboys and a 21-3 lead at the half. The Cowboys, it allowed for 37 total points in the second half, less than six touchdowns, and we were rich. I desperately repeated trying to speak it into existence, less than six touchdowns, and we are rich. The final score of the 2020 Cheez-It Bowl was 37-34. That is 71 total points. Someone call Officer Lawrence because my winnings have been robbed. The lesson learned on this occasion was worth more than the dollar figures lost. I know now that the clock stops for everything and anything in college football. I know now that backups are uber motivated to get into these games because of the national stage. I now know how to gamble in bull season. Remember, the under never hits. And the less you bet, the more you lose when you win. This segment has been brought to you by Sneaky Weasel Pilsner. Sneak a weasel, but be careful. The weasels do not sneak up on you. Fuck! They also let that thing go? Yeah, I'd like to – great rant there, Beauty Man, but let me tell the listener why he's so upset right now. He has the under in his whole <laughs> game. He literally, literally just made a rant about not – we talked about it for literally three hours, or like for three hours today. We went on a big walk up the hill. But I said, don't bet the under. You literally told me I'm not betting any more unders, and now you're all over this under, and I have to say your terrible decision-making continues. <laughs> yes. But that's also taken with a grain of salt by the sleeping guy who no longer gambles. Also, no, no, I don't gamble. I lose bets. He told me not to bet the under, which already hit in the first half. However, this game is a special exemption considering that there's 25 kilometer hour winds. It's three degrees and it's expected to to rain from three to six inches. Okay, that's a lot of rain. That is a lot of rain. You've seen these conditions. We're not scoring any points. But that was bullshit. You can't pick up that flag. <laughs> well, I mean, you you heard it here first, people. Always bet the overs. 
Except if you're the booty man and you can go against your own your own. Well, you gotta be Whoa. able to spot it and see it coming. But I, I still got screwed by it's that. It's like it's like when you're at the roulette table and it's always it's hitting black eight times in a row. It's gotta go red eventually. Yeah, know? just put Honestly, some money on red. But guys, that cheese it bowl, like <laughs> I felt good about. I felt good about Oklahoma bowl? State right away after they came out hot, and then the second Derek King was gone, I was like, man. Good thing I bet this under three ways because it is such a lock. And it couldn't have been more cooked. And then last night when I bet the over and Trask throws three picks in the first quarter and he gets yanked and Oklahoma's out there and I need three touchdowns in 13 minutes in the fourth quarter thinking I've got no chance and it hits with four minutes left, it's always over. I don't care if the line's 75 points. Over. Over, you, over, over. You know the beauty man is just into bowl season when he's got his fatigues on for the Armed Forces Bowl right now. Wonder how many Cheez-Its the guy ate yesterday. <laughs> how many potatoes you crushed during the famous Idaho potato bowl? Well, we haven't had the potato bowl. We haven't had the potato bowl yet. You wouldn't know. You're probably well, how much? How many sugar? Yeah, we we had the potato bowl. I yeah, saw the, the potato fr- bowl. I saw the fries get dumped. Yeah, I saw oh, potatoes everywhere. Yeah. I thought that was that the potato bowl. Yeah, I think so. And the the, many... mayo, the mayo bowl was yesterday. Uh, who who broke the trophy? Oh yeah, breaking the Wisconsin's court. Yeah, for the, the Badgers, Badgers. the trophy. Yeah. They to- yeah, they told me that game total was at like 40, 49 or something. Yeah. Everybody said it was probably going to be a 17, 10, 17, 15 game. Yeah. Yeah, the Badgers who can't score more than 25 went for 41 points, almost covered themselves. Over. Always over, except right now. In the Lockheed Martin Armed Forces Bowl, we're going to need tackles. So, <laughs> before we get into the Big J question, riddle me this, boys. What do you got? Sugar in the sugar bowl or Tostitos in the Tostitos Fiesta Bowl? What are you going with for your game time snack? Well, probably both for both. Uh, I'm I'm more of I've always been a sugar guy. Uh, so I would go with go with some some Yeah, sweet- I'd probably get some Maynard sour cherries for the sugar bowl and some Tostitos for the Fiesta Bowl. Like nice. simple. You know the you know the sleeping guys crushing a, a bag of, a bag <laughs> of multigrain <laughs> chips. Well, yeah. And leave crumbs everywhere. Averages (laughs) 1.5 bags of Tostitos per bowl game. You don't leave crumbs everywhere when you got the Beauty Mads dogs following you around. Yeah, we needed a dog at uh, our old place to clean up. We had eight of them, man. Eight (laughs) of us dogs. It's true. All right, uh, into into, uh, Kellen's Big J question of the week. So my question is, it's last day of 2020. No one is sad to see it go. But aside, aside, if any of your friends make a hindsight is 2020 caption on any of the po- their posts this evening, you are legally obligated to unfollow them for at least a week. Sorry, I, I don't make the rules out here. You can't, you can't do it. It's too, it's too obvious. But my question is, 2020 was quite the year. Uh, we'll remember it forever for good reasons, but mostly for bad reasons. So my question is, this is a sports podcast. What was your best sports memory of 2020? And what was your worst? I will start. You can have some honorable mentions at the end, but I will start. And my best 2020 memory was the King getting his another championship in La La Land. It's his fourth. It was with a third team. They did it in the bubble after maybe a shaky start in the bubble. Everybody was thinking, oh, maybe the Lakers are done. Um, but no, they, uh, he, he came through. Lakers won their, their, uh, 
another championship. LeBron won his fourth. The GOAT race is getting tighter. So that's got to be my – and the bubble basketball was great. I, I loved every second of it. It wasn't what we were used to, but it, it was still great. So Lakers winning the bubble championship was my best. And my worst memory, I'm sure uh, I've talked about it at length on some other podcasts, but was March Madness getting canceled. I remember that was right during the start of the pandemic. It was very up in the air. The NBA was getting shut down. It was like, are the, is March Madness going to go? The bracket was the bracket was not determined yet. I can remember just waiting anxiously, and then I remember seeing that tweet that March Madness has officially been canceled. My favorite sporting event of the year. I don't get to didn't get to skip class on the Thursday and Friday and watch basketball for for twelve straight hours. It was pretty crushing. And then now this year, Kentucky's not even going to be in. But uh, that that's a twenty twenty one bad memory for me. So. Sleeping Guy, we'll throw it to you. What was your best, what was your worst sporting memory of 2020? All right. Thanks, Beast. Um, my best sporting moment of 2020 was when soccer returned, and it was the first time one of my favorite teams was back out on the pitch. It was Manchester United versus Tottenham. And But my favorite part about it was within 30 seconds, the stress was back. The absolute stress you feel when your favorite team is playing and you're not sure if they're going to win or to lose. I hadn't experienced it for three months, and I have to say, I was a little aroused, okay? The stress you get watching sports was great. So Manchester versus Tottenham, kicking off the restart, was my favorite sports moment of the year. My least favorite sports moment of the year, besides every game I've watched with the beauty man, would be Thursday night football. Green Bay Packers versus San Francisco 49ers. I'm all over the under and what do the fucking selfish san francisco 49ers and kyle shanahan do on the last play of the game but throw a touchdown to hit the over and i have i almost punched the drywall so highlight of the year manchester united lowlight of the year kyle shanahan's toxic masculinity beauty man who do you got it was a backdoor for the ages well um i always like to start with bad news get it out of the way first and um this will come as no surprise to anybody, but nothing. I wonder what's coming here. Nothing hit me like Tom Brady leaving the Patriots this year. That <laughs> um, it still stings. It's nothing worse than that the accumulation of every football week. When regardless of what the Bucks do, I look at the Patriots and think Tom had a top ten offense with this same lineup last week. So what the hell are we doing out here? But as far as highlights go, uh, yeah, there was fucking zero. Um, I liked none of the results of the championships. I really enjoyed the bubble. It made call it a sports moment if you want it, but when we needed it most and the times were as dark as they could be, the greatest basketball player of all time provided with a 10 part documentary series in the last dance. And that is the highlight of my sporting year because, well, it would spin the epitome for the beauty man. I've watched it like three times over. Um, episode seven, if you're ever bored, by far the best. That Just love me some Michael. So I'm going to go with that one. Well, LeBron's coming for that title, but that's actually a good pick. That was uh, probably, it got people through some sportless evenings, that's for sure. Did it ever. I was waiting on a week-to-week basis for that. Yeah. Listener out there, get in the comments with your favorite sports moment of the year and your least favorite sports moment um, of the year. Some honorable mentions for uh, – top sporting mem- moments when uh, 
the backup goalie from the Carolina, the the lawyer or the janitor, David, yes. came in yes. and beat, beat the Leafs um, and make a few stops. That was uh, that was unreal. Um, Sarah Fuller, you know, because we're we're a progressive podcast. Becky Hammond. Becky Hammond last night. Uh, big shout out to the women everywhere. You know, Naomi Osaka doing doing big things in the women's tennis world. Uh, yeah, if you're a chick, listen to this podcast. Hit us up. Yeah, <laughs> we have. I think we have maybe one chick listener. Uh, so shout out uh, Sabea, um, because uh, that's that's about it. And is she? She's basically one of the bros anyway. So um, uh, any other other honorable shout outs? low lights from any either of you or uh are we just ready to move on from 2020 well i got i got a long list of low lights and we don't want to we don't wanna yeah we, we don't need to talk about all of our gambling losses yeah um, gambling losses don't count it's just part gosh. of the i mean like the low light is obviously like kobe dying but we don't want to talk about that on the podcast it's true it's true yeah all right well on that happy and that was pre-pandemic <laughs> anyways 2020 should be a better year for everyone the vaccines are approved <laughs> what you mean 2021 i hope he means 2020 yeah, yeah. that's okay you don't know I'm, what time it is sorry I, I've, been, I've been watching tenet so much i'm coming for you 2020 i'm gonna fix all of the wrongs all right well stop stop the person from eating the bat liam get it get it done um all right uh, <laughs> bring us to our last break yeah, coming up, we're gonna we're gonna break down bats and why they shouldn't go in your soup. Hello there. All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Man in the Middle podcast, where we have game picks. And the Beast once again tried to tell me he went nine and nine in his game picks last week. That would be for a total of thirty-six football teams once again. So unless you have seen the expansion teams, we've not. I believe you went nine and seven, Beast. I went ten and six. And the beauty man, what did you go last week? I was nine and seven as well. Nice. There's modesty, modesty from the beauty man, shockingly. There's some controversy on the the actual number. We will have a final regular season total for the people next week. And uh, we'll see who takes the regular season crown in the inaugural uh, man in the middle picks race. But let's get into this week. It's, it's going to be difficult, boys, because we don't know who's all playing yet. Like, our guy's going to be resting. So it's going to be... Gonna be a tough week, but we'll see. We'll see what we can do. Um, Dolphins, Bills. Uh, Dolphins going to the Bills with probably two as their starter, as Fitzpatrick is on the COVID list. Bills basically are locked in the second, third seed. Who you guys got? Yeah, I'm gonna take the Dolphins actually in this game. I think it's just gonna mean a little bit more to them, and I like the fact that if they're down, former Bill Ryan Fitzpatrick will be coming off the bench. So I'm gonna take Dolphins. Will he? Because there's a COVID update coming from Ryan Fitzpatrick. Do we know if Buffalo intends to try and win this game? Any updates? No one, not really. I think Josh Allen is playing, so um, that's all I can really tell you. Well, as professionals, they should be trying to win every football game. I'm going to take the Bills because I think Josh Allen is the type of guy who just doesn't really care, doesn't really take games off, and is going to go out there and sling it and run and maybe get like that's the only thing that worried me as bills fan is he's also going to do that and get hurt but uh i like the bills yeah i think the bills are playing the best football in the league right now and um with ryan fitzpatrick not being available i'm not sure how many points miami can score so i'm on buffalo with you there kill all right uh ravens bungles 
And don't look now, guys, but the Bungles are on a two-game winning streak. Um, do they get a third? I'm saying no because the Ravens need this one badly. I don't know. Do you guys think the Bungles ruin the Ravens' party? I think the only person that should be worried about this game is Joe Burrow and him getting that starting job back. Finley. Finley's showing me more than he showed me, that's for sure. <laughs> no, he didn't. He has you not. just called him the greatest. I know, but come on, we're having some fun. I don't know what to tell you. I'm gonna go with the Ravens. He's yeah, gone. I mean, you gotta take the Ravens here. They're playing scary good football, but the Cincinnati Bengals and that great pass defense of theirs—they've been frisky. Thirteen points, maybe too much. I don't know, but on the money line, give me the Ravens. Ryan Finley's got a great smile. We can all agree on that. That pick of him under the pile of the Steelers game. He's uh will always go down. I hope he has that one framed. All right, Steelers. You have that one framed? <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't know. He's a good looking, he's got a great smile. What can I say? Right uh, next to the Ronaldo poster, hey? Yeah. Steelers Browns. Again, lots of COVID implications. Steelers playing Mason Rudolph. Um, who shout out is Apparently dating Eugenie Bouchard, uh, weird, but uh, apparently that's a does thing. She, does she know he's a racist? Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, hard, hard, hard to hard to determine that. But he uh, takes great photos uh, for her Instagram. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Get it out. Stick to stick to tennis, Eugenie. Uh, as everyone stick knows. to Instagram. Uh, yes, as as everyone in her comments. Where she's at her best. Yeah, she's already been dusted. Uh, I lo- I think it's the same story as we were talking about in Cincinnati. One team, like yeah, Pittsburgh's better, but Cleveland's got to have it. They've got to have it. So I'm gonna have faith that they get it done at home. Yeah. Well, if Ben Roethlisberger was starting, I would not pick the Browns because they've literally never beaten Ben Roethlisberger. But he's not playing, so we're gonna go with the Brownies. Yeah, the Browns, they should just lean on their running game and they're getting some receivers back like Higgins and Landry both came off the COVID list. So I'm going Browns too. And then in these next two games, no one will be watching except for maybe the beauty man will be watching one, but I doubt it even because neither of them have any playoff implications. Vikings, Lions, no Dalvin Cook, tragic passing of his father this week uh, in Detroit. Vikings six and a half point favorites. It's about as much information as I'm going to give you guys on this one because no one really cares, but we have to pick it still. So who you guys got? I'm going to go with the Lions and my boy Daryl Bevel, leading them to a victory as an interim head coach. I feel like every time you pick the Lions, Liam, they they disappoint you. So I'm glad to see you're doing it again. I'm stenching them. Yeah. Beast, what do you like? I'm, I'm torn here. I'm leaning Vikings. I don't know. I, I think they just have more talent. And after what I saw from that defense uh, last week from the, the Lions, um, I don't – I can't see them stopping. As long as, as long as Thielen and Jefferson and those guys play, like regardless without Dalvin Cook, I think um, – and I, think, I don't even think Stafford might not play. So I don't believe in Chase Daniel, that's for sure. Oh, Stafford's not going to play either now, oh, you're telling question. me? Way to, just, way to sneak that one till late and then just slide it in there, hey? He's questionable. He's questionable. Okay, well. I can't do all this research for you here. Come on. <laughs> I'm going to go with the Lions, shockingly. Wow. Finish off the year on a right note. I mean, the whole coaching staff was on the COVID list last week, you know? Like, we're not going to have the receivers coach as the interim head coach for this time around, so that'll be good, but. That's true. Uh, and another team on a two-game winning streak, the Jets going into Foxborough. 
in another game no one will be watching because hey now i'll be there <laughs> the beauty man will be there to watch his his cam disappoint him for one last game <laughs> the pats are only three and a half point favorites um shockingly uh I don't think the Jets I, are the NFL's hottest team. Okay? I don't I think don't I can pick the Jets. Can anyone pick the Jets? I'm taking the Pats. Man, the Jets are just killing playoff teams out there, left, right, and center. So I'm going to go with the Pats as well. <laughs> Come on. And the beauty man wants to pick the Jets. I know it. I am going to J-E-T-S. Jets, Jets, Jets. I'm going to um <laughs> I want to so bad. No. You know what? No, I'm not doing it. I'm not doing it. Give me the pats. I was gonna emotionally hedge there and I wanted to so bad. Yeah. Well you guys can tell, but let's just let's end it on a high note. Cam Bill, who's just gushing over the job that Adam Gase has done with Sam Darnold this season. Was very shocked to hear Bill bring that to the table but um he's probably seen a lot more tape than i have so i'll go with his tape he's got to send adam gates on a, out on a high note as there was leaked information that ben, this gates his last game do you guys ben, well i don't know bill belichick should be trying to keep him around in that fucking division he's kicked his ass for like the whole decade it has to be actually adam gates he was with miami right so yeah i'm absolutely like i'm not adam gates and ryan Tannehill won one game a year against new england it was normally in their own part would have been two if he just replaced adam gase with anyone else it's uh yeah on to the next one all right into some games that actually matter cowboys giants um i already picked the cowboys earlier i'm going cowboys too because i i also like them uh beauty man do you have faith in the giants i i think daniel jones should be good but well, yeah, but the, the sleeping guy laid out the storylines for you. Vegas needs it. The NFL needs it. There are a few more powerful entities in the world. So let's roll with them. Right. Boys. Falcons, Bucks. Um, again, the Bucks. The Bucks. The <laughs> just, sorry. I'm just waiting for the beauty man to pick the Falcons because division games are tough. <laughs> <laughs> they are tough. Well, um, the thing for the Bucks is like, are they, they going to play? That's what I'm saying. Like, do we not just take the Falcons now and the starters are sitting at halftime next week? I'm going Bucks. But don't you, if you're the Bucks, you want that fifth seed pretty bad because that means the NFC East champion rather than going and play like the Seahawks or the Saints, right? So. Oh yeah. So. I don't know. I'm no one's afraid of the Seahawks around here, but yeah, give me the Buccaneers. All right, I got the Bucks too. Um, Saints Panthers. Uh, Let me guess, the beauty man's got the Panthers because division games are tough in the NFC South. No, but I will take the six and a half that they're getting on the spread. There's nothing tastier than a home division dog on the spread. All right. I like, kind of like that pick. Yeah, I'm going to take the Saints too because we still got things to play for. Um, but yeah, uh, we'll see about that one. Now moving into like the afternoon slate that really matters, the Packers-Bears. Packers are five and a half point dogs on at um on the road. So if the beauty man is, <laughs> will he be betting on the Bears again this weekend? We'll have we'll have to see. Big uh big playoff implications for the Bears. Uh, the boys are a little distracted right now, so I'll start us off. I'll take the Packers mainly because I'm emotionally invested, and the Packers have to win for the Rams to stay alive. So. 
Uh, sleeping guy noted Packers hater. Are you taking the Packers? Yeah, Bears. I'm picking the Bears because I want an- I want anarchy and controversy in the NFC, and I want Aaron Rodgers to fall off his fucking mountaintop. All right, land on something sharp. <laughs> Are you going to be choked when he wins the MVP? I'm already ready for it. It's a regular season award. It means nothing. All right, all right. I'm gonna... Unless Russell Wilson wins it, then it means everything. <laughs> Which he won't, so I guess it means nothing. Yeah. Do you guys both take the Bears here? No, I took the Packers. Okay, yeah, that's that makes more sense. I'm gonna I'm gonna hop on the train there. There with you, Kel. I mean, I just think that if Green Bay wants it bad enough, they're gonna be able to get it done. And they're hot. they're starting so hot, you know. Like, I think Chicago can stay in the game if they can keep Green Bay from scoring on its first two possessions. But if it's anything like it has been the last couple of weeks, it's going to be 14-0 before Mitch touches the ball for the second time. Yeah. Is uh, is Devontae Adams the number one receiver in the league these days? If Aaron Rodgers is his quarterback, yeah. Yeah, all right. Come on. That, okay, well, maybe afterwards, but I'd love to talk to you guys about some quarterback receiver power ranks. Right. Like best in the league? Yeah. Maybe we could we can do that as our uh, maybe as our next week's uh, Big J question. Um, Good call. Jags Colts next. Colts need it. Jags Jags have locked up the the number one draft pick. Yeah, they're not <laughs> exactly. So maybe they will try because they're getting Trevor Lawrence regardless. Yeah. But um, yeah, it's it's Colts. Uh, fantasy implications, big bounce back year for DJ Chark yet next year, maybe. Uh, so start thinking about it early, everybody. Uh, Titans, Texans. Um, Titans are seven and a half point uh, favorites on the road again. So I feel like the beauty man is going to be taking a lot of, a lot of home underdogs uh, this week against the, against the spread. underdogs and unders boys. That's where you make your money. Yeah. The, um, do you think that JJ Watts, Speech inspires the Texans to steal Tennessee's chance at the playoffs. I don't give a shit about either of these teams anymore. They've <laughs> just been fucking screwing me all season. I, I, I'm I picking do, Titans and I don't fucking care. I do believe the Texans have cooked a parlay a week for the sleeping guys this year. Like I said, I don't fucking care. Okay, well, I'm on the Titans too. Uh, Beauty Man, you taking Deshaun? Mm, no tractor seat is just gonna roll right. it's gonna be tough on the spread yeah probably I'll, I'll i'll sprinkle chargers chiefs this is a tough one to pick because no mahomes we got uh as sleeping guy referred to him at drew henny at the helm um <laughs> man not only did i call him drew henny i slowly said earlier the chiefs were playing the broncos so yes the kansas city chiefs are taking on the denver broncos led by drew henny this week (laughs) just be ready for that one everyone division games are tough i'm gonna go with the chiefs oh wow i'm gonna take the chargers because they took them to overtime earlier this year when they had patrick mahomes and kansas city's not actively trying to win this game so yeah give me herbert the rookie of the year and i'll i'll roll yeah, I'm going to take the Chargers too, just especially because, like the B-Man pointed out, I think yeah, it's a big game for Justin Herbert's uh, Rookie of the Year case. I think he's he's the favorite, but if Justin Jefferson would have a big last game and he kind of falters, you never know. Might change some voters' minds. Uh, another game no one's really caring about, Raiders, Broncos. Uh, I can't what the hell pick... happened to the Raiders this year, by the uh, way? They like, really they, weren't they a playoff team like six weeks ago? Yeah. They were a playoff team until they 
did that game in Atlanta. Oh yeah, what an, that's uh, what happened to the Raiders. Yeah, that was a that was an all-time bad bet from all the boys here. One guy doing a barrel roll into Koo's leg, and all of a sudden the Raiders' season goes up in fucking flames, like my gambling account. Yeah, but what an epic way to lose! Like actively try not to score on three consecutive downs, and then allow that completion up the sideline. A completion of which that like if Patrick Mahomes makes that throw. We're talking about that fucking play for 36 straight hours, but no one cares because it was Pittspatrick. So, I mean. I, I don't know. It's four days later and we're still talking about we're it. We're not so, talking about uh, it. You just talked about it. Yeah, but we are different. We're, uh, we're above the local mainstream nonsense. We're not not talking about that play. We're built different. Uh, okay, make you, I'm picking the Raiders because I can't pick the fucking Broncos. They've screwed me too many times this year. Yeah, I'm also picking the Raiders. Ugh. It, where where it, are it, we? It's in the mile high. You want to join the club? Yeah, I do. Mile high club it is for the beauty, man. I'm going to go with the Broncos in mile high. Baby. All right, cards rounds. Uh, I'm taking I'm taking Wolford uh, leading the boy. I'm, I'm with you, man. The second he told me he was mobile, healthy, Kyler, no Kyler. Cliff's going to go for it on fourth down at one point in the game, and it's going to cost them the season. Yeah. Sleeping guy? I'm going to go with, oh, man, these two teams thought they were going to beat the Seahawks in the standings this year. I'm going to go with the Rams. Welcome to the playoffs. Bring on Johnny. All right. Uh, Seahawks, speaking of the Seahawks, Seahawks Niners. Uh, I'm assuming the Seahawks are playing everybody, sleeping guy? Yeah, we are because we compete every week, every day, every down. I'm going with the Seahawks. I'm going to go with the Seahawks as well. Yeah, I, uh, I, the Niners did it for me last week, but I think the Seahawks are a much better team than the Cardinals, so Seahawks. Uh, Washington football team in a must-win game for them for the division title. Going to the Eagles, sleeping guy, who you got? The only lock in this game is that the fix is in. Bust out Tony Carranti and those penalty flags. We're going Eagles and the officials in this one. Fly, Eagles, fly. I'm on board the Sleeping Guy storyline. Give it to me. The, the NFL wants Tom Brady in Jerry World to play the Cowboys next week. I got to believe in the, in the integrity of the game. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm going I'm going Washington. The Alex Smith story would be great if he could lead this team to the playoffs. I'm hoping for that story, even though you guys might be right. I think I think it, the NFL's wet dream is to have uh, fucking Tom Brady in Dallas in the wild card week. Give the people what they yeah. want. Yeah, the NFL's wet dream is Tom Brady with a big D next Saturday night. <laughs> nice, nice. Uh, um, all right, parlay time. Uh, <laughs> we don't bet these anymore, but I do have a parlay <laughs> for everyone. Ladies and gentlemen. Uh, you don't even bet anymore. I don't even gamble anymore, but I have a parlay that's going to win for you. Because guess what? My Seahawks money line under 56. Titans Packers parlay last week. Paid out again for the listener. So, and let's not talk about the Boxing Day soccer parlay. That almost <laughs> paid out, except none of those teams won. <laughs> but that's the, that's gambling, ladies and gentlemen. So in my parlay this week... You're going to kick it off in New Year's Day fashion. You're going to take Manchester United on the money line. Then you're going to make a small stop off at the Rose Bowl. 
the Rose Bowl, ladies and gentlemen. You are going to grab Alabama. Alabama, yes, minus 19 and a half points. And finally, you're going to top that off with the Philadelphia Eagles money line, ladies and gentlemen. That's right. It's going to be a big parlay. You're going to lay down just a small half unit to win a full unit. Pay for your Christmas presents and take me to Hawaii with you next week with this parlay victory. Beauty man, what do you got? Well, I'd love it if you would actually, you should have bet the bet that you made on the pod last week. You would have cooked a winner. I like what you're thinking with the college football, but I'm not on board with the 19 and a half for the full game. So what you're going to do is you're going to take the first half line, Alabama, minus 10 and a half. They're going to come out. They're going to absolutely roll Notre Dame. But as I said earlier, 19 and a half screams the back door is wide open. And then you're going to take your winnings from there and you're going to travel over to the NFL Sunday where easy breezy drew is going to carolina to play teddy covers you're going to take the six and a half you're getting at home for the carolina panthers and spend the winnings on your missus for valentine's day nice or kellen's birthday the week before um it's a tough month for you beauty man it's a tough season because i've got um we've got christmas we've got a birthday and we've got valentine's all within a month and you even have to take me out for my birthday, too. Yeah, yeah so going to have to win some bets. <laughs> well, probably don't listen to me because I, I hit one the week previous, but last week the Rams cooked my parlay. So this week they might as well be in it again. You're going to take the Rams on the money line. They're dogs. <laughs> so that's where you're going to win your big amount of money. You're going nice. to parlay that with the Packers money line. And then you're also going to sprinkle in a little, and this is disgusting, but you're going to sprinkle in a little Seahawks money line. Yeah, you are. The Seahawks, the Rams, and the Packers. That's that's a parlay for you. And win some money going into wild card weekend so you can have, have a time. Um, that is our show for this week. Enjoy the new year, everybody. When we talk to you all next, it'll be 2021. And everyone's problems will be fixed. Uh, that's at least what I'm hearing on the social media feeds but uh, that's what the beauty man's conspiracy theories are telling them too um boys any last thoughts of the of this year good riddance yeah that's like a fat one (laughs) that seems to be the general trend all right well enjoy new year's everybody we will talk to you all next week happy trails love you guys (laughs) 